Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Towards Vivencia, the podcast. In this second season, Bridging the Gap. In this second season, we are bridging the gap between some of the top dance companies in the whole world and our community. Towards Vivencia will be collaborating with dancers who are or have been working with the greatest choreographers and companies of the 20th and 21st century. These incredible artists bring these incredible works and performances to life, and they have generously offered to share how they train in order to do so. Their personal approaches to the company's technical style, cross-training for both body and mind, and staying creatively inspired. All this and more will provide a unique insight into how these dancers work, how they work within these companies, and how they bridge the gap between their previous training and what is required to work with those companies. Today, we have Joy Alpuerto Ritter. She embodied the true meaning of the word versatility. You will see why. Here she is today. Joy, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Looking forward to it. Joy, I'm really, really happy to have you in this conversation because I remember that I saw you performing with Akron Camp Dance Company. I saw Eat Moy, I don't remember which city, and I remember talking to you in the bar afterwards. I had the feeling that it was Greece or something like that. And I came to you and said to you, Joy, you have one of the most beautiful performance presence on a stage that I've ever seen in my life. And I'm doing a PhD about performance presence, and I would love to be able to have a chance to talk to you about it. You probably don't oh, wow. remember because everyone tells you something similar in the bar afterwards. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. After some, after some drinks. <laughs> yes. No, but mine was completely sober. Uh, and I'm really happy to have that chance to talk to you about performance presence and, and you're going to be uh, teaching for us next week. So this would be my first question. Is something that you hear very often as a compliment or as a comment or as part of the auditions that, yeah, your technique and how you dance is fine, but, but that you have an amazing presence on a stage? Um, I think it's a very great compliment. Um, and I haven't heard that a lot of times, I must say, but I think through the work of Akram, um, I was able to really develop my presence and really dig into the role I'm supposed to embody on stage. So it was going much deeper than the physical body. There was lots of intention and that also kind of maybe improved my presence on stage. And because I was really living through many emotions and many um, um, qualities physically, but also it was a really quite a big roller coaster ride emotionally so i think uh feeling all these feelings i think the audience is able to hopefully feel that too and i think that's very special about the work and working with akram so i take it as a really nice compliment because i think i'm mostly more a technical dancer i feel like in school i was really um trained very technically with ballet and I just love technique. I wanted to turn as many pirouettes as I can. <laughs> that was my my um, goal. But later on, getting older, I, I, I knew how to value just the, the presence on stage and through experience and what the difference is between a dancer and a good performer. 
And that is a magic thing, isn't it? Uh, that difference between a good performer and a good dancer. And that's where the magic comes. So if I pick everything, what you said a little bit, uh, am I right thinking that you develop that performance presence in the work with Akram by the emotional work behind it and the different qualities? Is there any other concrete aspect that you can put your finger on that help you develop that performance presence? Um, yeah, I think in, in general, um, I'm quite spiritual, I guess. And I think that connects me also a lot through Akram's work. I mean, I've started with Philippine folk dance and in Asian folk dance in general, I think we always love to tell the story and it's not just movement, but it has always a big meaning. It'd be a conversation with the community or telling a story or connecting with God. So there's always a lot of um, yeah, meaning and depth in the movement. And um, through Akram, I learned how to work with that and how to play with different texture and to have uh, to develop also this kind of outside eye uh, meaning how it's a different feeling when you f how you feel on stage but how sometimes the the viewer or the audience sees you um, so to practice that eye and to okay what does that mean if I move like this how I stand what does it tell and I think, uh, yeah, through learning a lot of techniques, form, I was doing from ballet to modern dance, going into different dance styles, into the hip-hop direction, also voguing, um, learning the different cultures and energies from these different dance styles. Um, I find it very interesting to, to really... Um, experience that that energy like if you're on a hip-hop event it's a different energy than when you go to a contemporary dance performance but it's also something really intense and uh and and real but also very different and there's a lot of uh i think emotions happening um so i think that range of experience gave me kind of uh an awareness and a and uh I guess, knowledge, yeah. You were talking mm -hmm. about that you are quite a spiritual. This is something that I could feel very, very uh, close to me as well. But nowadays, being a spiritual is very much attached to a very personal meaning. W what does it mean? So I would like to ask you, for you, what does it mean that a spirituality, how, how it's something that you practice or it's something that you embody or it's something that it's uh, part of you and also something that I'm highly interested how that practice inform the work that you do on a stage in the same way that I can easily see how voguing or hip hop or any other dance technique can influence your performance presence but I'm very curious to see how that spiritual practice of yours inform that area of your career your other practice I think it's also a very internal thing. It's a, it has a lot to do with imagination and um, energy, I guess. So um, when I create or when I uh, dance in a certain piece, I, I have lots of imaginations. There's a lot, a lot of things happening in my head in that moment. And every show is quite different, but um, it's always staying in the frame I'm supposed to 
you know, uh, in that role I am, but um, uh, I think the spirit, I, it can be very abstract um, and um, it's almost like an outer force that is kind of leaving, uh, leading me and I'm also open to it um, somehow. I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I think it's, that's why it's spiritual, it's something very energetic, it's not really easy to, to grab or to, to take and to put it into a box it's something it's it's a lot about a sense an intuition yes an intuition i think it's also a lot connected with nature so um when i when i dance when i move i like to connect to nature to elements of fire water um wind animals animals their intuition is so pure and yeah how can i use that quality in my body for example or or if you're like a possessed, you know, something really an outer force is in control of you. So I use this kind of uh, <laughs> imaginations or I, look, I watch a lot of horror movies. <laughs> it can also be inspiring. Um, I think life in general, all the information we get in our brain can kind of affect you as, a, as an artist. And you can use these senses and experience into your, in your dance. And may, people maybe not believe it, and it's fine, and I think everyone finds their own way how to to um, to make their, their piece or their dance um, valuable for themselves or make it really alive and really connected to themselves. So I would like, if you don't mind, to make your life a tiny bit harder and ask you a tiny bit more about that, because you told us uh, in that theme of performance presence, where do you fit from? So all the, um, the emotional work, all the different te techniques, also how you apply that spiritual side about imagination, the energies, the elements and other information. So you told us where it came from, how you applied, but I would like to know a tiny bit more, which I know is really hard, but I would like to, to hear how you articulate, how does it feel? that moment of being on a stage fully mm. present when, I don't know, I have my ways of explaining it, but I would love to hear from you how, how did you experience that, those moments on the stage or on rehearsals, classes? Yeah, I think we all crave for those moments. And I mean, what are these moments? It's hard to define, oh, this was the moment, but I guess after time, when you look back and you're like, oh, this was a special moment, it's a really strong memory. Or in that moment, it feels very, extreme so may your body be so exhausted and tired that your mind just is like just accepting what's happening <laughs> to you so you kind of transcend somehow um and you're really in the moment meaning um you're not thinking about the next step you didn't you don't think about what what you've maybe done wrong or what was good you're really in the moment so you're really in the present and i think that's a really great feeling yeah the moment especially on moments on stage and when you're when you kind of maybe push yourself uh physically so much you kind of get uh, vulnerable and you get into a state of 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 um truth so you can't pretend you're just there <laughs> and even though it's really tough and you think I'm just gonna faint on stage <laughs> and your life has just been poured out uh, those are really intense and I think those are the moments when you think okay this is quite a spiritual moment 
and it's not easy i mean to to achieve each show i think it's like impossible i think we would all get a bit drained too much <laughs> but um although in in akram's work you really go to your limits but that's when you learn from and evolve yourself as a artist and dancer in order to reach maybe those points i think you need to be very uh, determined or uh, very connected or you need to be somehow pushed in that direction in order to accept that moment if you want to say so if it how it feels i would say um it's like in between totally amazing and really really exhausting <laughs> uh yeah i think how I would explain it. <laughs> Thank you. It makes sense. And uh, it is fantastic how through the times and in different uh, fields, like dance is one of the main ones, but sports and uh, other many other areas, people describe it in, in similar ways with different words. Uh, that means that we are onto something. And I, I was really happy to hear about this idea that, that you are learning something from it, that you are developing more from it, uh, because uh, latest advances in neuroscience and quantum physics told us about those non-ordinary states of consciousness and that how it help to evolve consciousness. Uh, so uh, I really like to think that it's a little bit those those moments and work and train for them. It's almost like uh, going to the gym for consciousness is uh, working out consciousness, which is something that I'm fa fascinating. So that's kind of like yeah. my main interest in, in dance and in the practice of the physical body. But let me ask you, what is your main interest if there is one or two or three what is what is the focus of your practice and your research as a performer creator dancer dance artist i think it evolves with time i think when i started i had certain interests and experienced different things and later on i had totally other interests um or changed my taste or you know but uh if I just want to tell about my past to understand, maybe um, I started with a, a ballet school um, doing um, like academic, I had an academic education, it was really, um, and after that, I, I went into the hip hop scene. I, I threw away kind of my <laughs> ballet background and just wanted to go into freestyle, which is a totally different energy. There's no teacher telling you what to do, but you have to find yourself. So um, that for me was liberating and it shaped myself as how I would, what kind of artist I would be in the future. Um, besides the technique I learned in modern and ballet, this thing, which is also kind of spiritual, is this, this, this improvisation, this freestyle um, Dancing, in this case, it was hip-hop, new style. I did a bit of breaking in the beginning, which is also very physical, but I think I started too late. <laughs> I was then maybe too old for that. Because, it's, yeah, it's very, very physical, but I think um, this freedom of um, how to express yourself in your way, trying to find your own individual um, flow, no matter whatever says, you want to be special, kind of that way. And you have a certain confidence and that, that shift took me a while from taking classes, taking classes, and then just 
being in the studio. I mean, it depends. Every education is different. But at that time, 2004, in Dresden, Germany, it was quite strict and conservative. And so this kind of liberating community scene that I explored in hip-hop, I saw dancers and dance events, dance battles, and that was so inspiring for me. And I said, I want to do this. So, um, and later on, I, like in general, I always did what inspired me or what gave me, yeah, motivation. Because if I don't have that motivation, I'm getting really lazy. Then I don't, and if I don't care, I just don't care. So I always needed this fire. I need to find the fire, what, what makes me want to really embody or train like crazy or really research about this topic and I guess that that's how everyone feels but um and that shifted so I did hip-hop and then I said oh um I like I like and then I loved voguing so I just practiced voguing at one time taking part in balls and then it was yeah and um so I was kind of moving toward in different communities and culture different energies some are really like in the moment live loud colorful and then you have these other moments of I was doing a Cirque du Soleil show on tour for Michael Jackson that was like totally commercial <laughs> um, in an arena with 17,000 people and you're just like um, yeah you are dancing to Michael Jackson <laughs> that was also one of my dreams um that came true kind of unfortunately he already died but it was about him <laughs> at least I could do it. I could have done that so um so just to explain that I love the pure dance of pa letting out the energy sending out dancing to music in this pure plain way but I also love what I've learned through dance theater the depth the meaning of um, embodying uh, or, or telling a story or creating art in a more abstract way. So these are the two, not just two worlds, but like when I, for now I'll say these two worlds that I always keep in balance that still keep the fire in me. <laughs> but I think just one thing wouldn't, I need kind of both. I need this freedom, but I also need the depth. I love technique, but I also love the, yeah, the form, but also the flow. <laughs> I like that a lot, the form and also the flow. <laughs> I was amazed and in awe when I saw you on a stage as a performer, but I don't know you as a teacher or choreographer or, or creator. So how those, for now, let's say two words, combine into your classes or into your creations and if you can tell us in concrete ways both ways in your classes because you're going to be with us next week which i'm really looking forward and also in your creations because i'm hoping also to see your work as a creator in the future yeah um i have different like as i mentioned i had different backgrounds that maybe be involved in the class but it's more about the concepts of how i work but these concepts may come from different dance styles um, so in generally, I think I, I'm a very physical person, so I love to move, <laughs> to be honest. 
So I will work a lot on, on you know, I will try to make you sweat for sure. <laughs> so I really want to um, ground your body, um, ground your your weight, but to be free in the upper body. I will work a lot of with hand gestures and, and heart, hand articulation. I love the, the awareness of details versus the full physical body movement and how it you can relate that into space. Also the connection with music um, and rhythm. So because I love music, I love dancing to music, also to any kinds of music. How does that affect your body? And um, how does it affect your body if you have no music? So what is your own rhythm in your body? What kind of dramaturgy can you create when you do a solo without music? And is there a rule or how does that, how can you hold attention? Let's say on stage, if you have to improvise, how can you hold the audience and that attention to focus on you? And that's also having to do with presence, but also to do the rhythm in the body, I guess. Yeah. And, um, and for that, being very physical, and that's what I've also learned in the last years, is, is, is stillness also being important of holding something in you or being 1,000% active inside, although the physical body is actually not moving, So which has to do more with presence of just being there and also using the imagination to kind of activate those, um, yeah, this, these these points in awareness of consciousness, I guess, <laughs> where it goes again to the spiritual um, side. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of in my world I, would, I want to dig in to. Um, yeah. So also creating steps of choreography. Um, I think that's also I like to share with students I work with to kind of um, share my movement vocabulary, which I feel is very coming from different styles. And I like to maybe, I guess, challenge some dancers to learn it from. It's always, I think it's always good and important to give something, um, to give them some new input, new information. Um, but I also think, because we have a few days to find space to... Let them be creative with these kind of tasks and concept. Maybe trying to figure out, okay, how do I, how can I find my own rhythm? Maybe I give them counts and they, and they have to maybe create something on these counts. And yeah, again, form versus flow. So I have a lot of plans. We'll see <laughs> how much time... Um, I have and how much we can do in this time. But um, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, we are also very looking forward because of the amount, the wealth of knowledge that you're going to bring is, is so diverse, which um, I'm really looking forward to see how all that combined together. So can you tell us a little bit what has been for you this 2020-21? Uh, because with that amount of knowledge, uh, that performance experience, what you were saying, if I don't have a goal, I, I get lazy or... Not your words, I, I you said it in another much better way. But uh, what has been happening in these few months where the opportunities for you to train or to explore, to move has been decreased, how you compensate that and, and how you've been 
fight in this situation? Mm. It's been a really interesting experience, I guess for everyone, um, unique, <laughs> but I feel in the beginning for me, this kind of um, pause, moment of pause was quite nice for my body and for my mind, to be honest. Um, I know nowadays everything is moving faster. You have to be, you know, always on point and uh, there's so much competition, a lot of things happening. So I felt this kind of recovering and just going back to zero was quite good. And, and it was hard for me to do it because I always want to move and be stay active. But I think knowing that actually the whole world is on pause made me feel less bad. No, not, <laughs> not, but in a way, like everyone is pausing. So it's like something, a togetherness in a way. I mean, besides all the really, really terrible thing of, yeah, besides that, um, yeah, it was a moment of stillness that from me personally, I enjoyed. I, my body was healing, um, after a lot of work I had and also a lot of creations I did, which were amazing, but I, I, I noticed that this, this pause was good for me to recover uh, muscles, the joints, to reflect and to think about the future, but mainly also being, just enjoying the doing nothing <laughs> in a way. Um, and I was just practicing in, in, in the parking lot so that's what I did in the summer, no classes. And I enjoyed the freedom of um, focusing on myself, on my, like when I've danced and I, you know, mostly freestyle, we put on music and dancing on concrete um, outside, which was an amazing feeling. And yeah, being a lot inside in the theater. And so I enjoyed the opposite of being outside and um also mainly alone so you really get to listen maybe to yeah your body or your thoughts just reflecting I think that was a good time for me and then slowly building out up from that to strengthen the body again okay from recovering okay activating again and that also took time of course but I tried to accept this transformation in a way um, even though of um Doing nothing, of course, your body changes. I mean, from hardcore touring and training and doing less, the body reacts and the age, you know. So um, it took, again, discipline to get back to it. Um, so, yeah, I think this transformation in this time of 2020-21, I tried to really make the best out of it and also... Yeah, through all these online um, activity, um, it can be really a nightmare, but also I was also trying to do the best out of it. So we even did online interactive performance, finding new ways of to continue what we love to do, to create work, to, to stay active and be creative, but also finding, yeah, new collaborations maybe in that direction. And yeah, trying to stay, um, yeah, grateful, but yeah, <laughs> so trying to stay positive, I guess. Yeah. 
thank you. Thank you for telling us uh, that uh, tra transition between the 2020, in between 2021. And it was very nice to hear that from really, really busy into that quietness, from that discipline again, into getting back to it. So to wrap it up, I would like to ask you three questions in one. So the first one is like, where are you right now in terms of uh, physically, spiritually, mentally, in terms of your performance practice? How, how are you feeling right now? Feel on top of your form? It feels that it's still a, a little bit to go and how that would be. To the second question, what are your immediate plans for the next uh, three to six months, uh, depending on how the world goes? Hopefully what is uh, on on the on the diary for you and the last question would be exactly what would be your desire meaning that if you would have to write a letter to santa claus or 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 to the future uh, the gods of the future what it's gonna be your practice and the place of dance in the near future after uh, this situation post covid so um physically i've been still training, um, trying to keep myself in shape, even through, though these conditions of uh, lockdown and uh, back and forth, shows been cancelled, postponed, and yeah. So I've been trying to keep myself fit. I mean, I feel the age in a way. Um, but I still want, I, I'm still active. I'm still, I think I'm still good in shape. <laughs> so I want to try to keep it that way as long as I can. Um, But I know um, that I want to focus also more on as a creator, so as a choreographer. So that is for me like my, 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 my focus also to work with younger dancers and, and try to share my, uh, let's say, knowledge and vocabulary with them and try to also develop my own voice as a choreographer and to apply this kind of or my movement vocabulary on them and see how they take it how I can develop it that's like a, a goal I have um, I want to work towards too so I'm, I'm doing some sessions with some dancers here in Berlin that we just exchange um, and also for them I want to support them and I also want to support the community and keep uh, yeah, the exchange going. And yeah, that's a thing I'm really trying to work on at the moment. And um, so my, my, I have a solo that is a part of Arrow Waves at the moment, Babae. And this is actually touring quite a lot. I mean, yeah, it's, it's planned. We'll see if it will take place, but um, it's touring quite a lot in, in Europe. So I have the solo performance going on at the moment and um and then other different projects of uh, there's an opening in in berlin which is called moving the forum it's a new museum that is opening and we're also part of this project as choreographers working also with uh students um but also next month i'm working on a feature film meaning i'm creating a scene uh, working with them choreographically on a scene so there's a lot of things this year happening that has been postponed from last year so I'm active as a dancer but I'm also trying to um, create my world and 
set my roots as a choreographer too. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. So I think I really miss live performance. <laughs> so for me, I really wish that, uh, yes, that dance, dance is, is relevant. Dance, live performance is important for, for our culture, for the communities, for humans. I think um, any kind of performing arts. Um, I think uh, the digitalizing of the world is, is not... Is not we can't stop that, but I think we should keep up the value and uh, uh, realizing projects um, towards live performance. I think this is just something we should not forget to push forward to and to or to keep because I feel I mean of of course through the situation and the conditions I think we're finding new ways, but I think we should still fight for it and find new ways, not just escaping through technology which is also great but i think um i think if this doesn't happen this life i think we're gonna miss something very special uh, and really um special experience that is hard to describe and i think we need these we need this this as humans <laughs> this body-to-body -body experience this kind of exchange of energy um yeah that's been with us i think for since we're on this kind of earth. So, no, 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 not on this earth, but technology is still very new for humans. So I think our body are not used to this. So I think we still need to keep that. It's still rooted in us, this kind of, um, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but I think. <laughs> I, I fully agree because there is something about proximity that, that it's invariable, uh, that it's tangible, as simple as where when the earth, the parts of the earth that are closer to the sun, that's called summer. When it's uh, farther, it's called winter. And with bodies are a little bit the same, just that proximity mm -hmm. of vibration, energy, heat. It's something that we cannot have with this technology, which is allowing many other things. So hopefully, uh, I agree with you in the future, the dance uh, is equally relevant or even more relevant than before for that human proximity. And hopefully yes. it will not be either or, not either technology or in person, but we will find the ways of combining them both and getting the best out of this world. So hopefully we can continue yeah. the conversation with uh, Joy, with you, for trying to find ways mm -hmm. to collaborate together in this mixed mode in the yes. near future, hopefully. Yes, me too. <laughs> Uh, Joy, thank you so much for, for your time. Uh, I've really enjoyed this conversation, getting to know you a little bit more, uh, getting to know your practice and how you articulate what is that experience of being on a stage. And I really can't wait to see how that transforms into a physical practice, into a, a shared practice, even if it's online next week as part of the Tours Vivente Academy. Really looking forward to it. Uh, thank you for saying yes, for being with us next week. And thank you for this wonderful chat as well. Yeah, thank you too. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Maybe we'll meet one in person one day. <laughs> I would love to again. I would love to see you again on a stage because honestly, uh, I was completely in awe when I saw you on a stage. Thank you for that as well. Thank you for having me.
Oh, my God.